2: Uh, are we more excited for our respect? I, I can already answer this question. Uh, are we more excited for our respective teams showing up to spring training, or are we more excited for World Baseball Classic action?
0: Uh, Give me the WBC yeah. next question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I'm, that's, is that I'm because it. of... Are you It's because excited I love baseball. baseball Jared, classic, don't try. You don't just, you, don't
0: you fucking try. I'm just, I'm just. Let me ask the seconds, questions. We're 37 question. seconds into this goddamn thing. Don't you fucking do it. Don't you do just it. Ask. Don't I had to ask a question? I just I want great, to ask a question. I had a great day at jujitsu this morning. I will come through that fucking camera. All I'm right. Just asking. Can I because, ask a question.
2: It's because I love baseball. Go ahead. Ask your question. All right. Okay. Are you more excited about the World <laughs> Baseball Classic because it's not watching the Oakland A's play baseball? Nope. I'm more
0: excited because i love baseball jared because i love
2: fucking baseball i'm pumped and and you know what i found this i have a follow-up question hold on i have a follow-up question son of a bitch this one is not this one's this one's not a personal attack this is a genuine question that i I, I, I want to know the answer to
0: admitted 37 (laughs) seconds into today i was personally attacked by this fucker go
2: ahead uh so in the olympics right it's if you're an American, you're obviously rooting for Team USA. like it's, it would be weird not to. Even if you have like Italian heritage, like it's like you're an American. Let, let you root me answer for USA. your question.
0: Yes, it's totally fair to be rooting for the Dominican Republic. Yes, okay. it's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the best yeah. part about this. Is like, uh, I, like we're all we're all excited for the WBC because we we look at it like you know it's every country's all star team that's going to play right. But right. how many years have we talked about the the U.S. players, like the U.S. guys, primo guys? Not participating, so it's like okay, well, if that's not the case, but I look over at this fucking Dominican lineup, and these fuckers are fighting each other over who can play in this team, who can, you know what I mean? It's and I've always talked about on our podcast, I've always talked about the immense sense of pride that comes along with playing for your country, and I'm talking about countries outside of the U.S., which is why I go on my winter ball tangents because I just want people to experience the game that they love so much here in America. On a, on a completely different level, on a passion, love, anger, frustration, all of that shit is magnified times 10 when you go watch this sport in another country. And so to your question that you didn't even get to finish, you bet your sweet ass you could root for whoever the fuck you want, because these are rosters full of absolute fucking studs.
2: Yeah, I feel there. People are going to gatekeep, though. I already know that. Like I I I've already posted like Dominican and Puerto Rican World Baseball Classic anecdotes and gotten replies being like bro you what about Team USA you're no. you're fucking no. American blah, blah 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 I'm like D- it's not the Olympics no. it's not the Olympics it's the World Baseball Classic totally different tournament and I, like I'm excited to watch These are like if you're a baseball fan, I don't care if you're American, Venezuelan, Puerto Rican, you look at the World Baseball Classic lineup for the Dominican Republic and you tell me that you're not. Super excited and salivating at the opportunity to watch this collection of baseball players play on the same team and not it's you can call it exhibition if you want. But a lot of these guys that are participating, especially now, like maybe in 2006, some people probably looked at it as exhibition. Oh, this is just a marketing tool for baseball the dominicans fucking no, care no they didn't they and, didn't get that fucking memo
0: sorry they did not get the yeah. memo where it's just an exhibition no. cuz no. it ain't like go back
2: ain't. go back to 2006 and watch the dominican republic versus cuba and tell me that they don't give a shit no and, <laughs> they wanted to fucking murder each other and, and that's in that series so to that
0: point and what you just said about it being different than the olympics it is it's different than the olympics but once you cross those white lines it is absolutely about pride For the flag and you want because straight up as an American, Jared, as an American born player, I want nothing more than to take all of my best homies and roll out against your best homies, DR, against your best homies, Japan, Venezuela. I want all of I like as a competitor, that's what you want. And that's when that's when that juice really starts to bubble and it comes to the surface because look straight up. And and uh, there's there's moments where like we talk about what Yelich and his uh, eligibility for Team Japan, right? Um, I, I forget another guy who was it was it Marcus Stroman that might be eligible for another country. Str- Stroman is pitching for Puerto Rico, so there you go, Stroman pitching for Puerto Rico. So those two things and some other small examples, I'm sure that we're missing, um, but. That can kind of draw the line between, well, I mean, how really patriotic is Christian Yelich getting on Team Japan, blah, blah, blah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he's super jazzed, like his grandfather and the relationship, like who knows. But ultimately, when it's your flag against another flag, that pride like, that's what you're playing for. Right. It's not about the clicks. It's not about the YouTube channel away from the field. It's not about any of that. It's about being able to walk into your clubhouse when the season starts and have those bragging rights over your best friends, over the guy who's playing shortstop for you, over the closer from a different country. Just being able to kind of talk that shit and rib your boys about it and, and know that, you know what, three years from now, we're going to get you, you sons of bitches. We're going to get you like, and you just, you have that. So I am, I am all, I have always been all in on the WBC.
2: Yeah. I mean, how, how do you feel about like in, in the example of a Marcus Stroman, he pitched for team USA and now he's pitching for Puerto Rico. Is that like, uh, like that's some people will probably look at that and be like, oh, he's betraying his country. But I look at it as if you're, if you're a free agent. And it's like, uh, Puerto Rico has been the runner up every single year. It's like, okay, I've got some Puerto Rican heritage. I maybe I, I pitched for team USA. That was fucking awesome. But I've got Puerto Rican heritage. Now I can go over here and, and maybe be the, the guy that helps them get over the hump when, when they've never won this thing before. Like that would be fucking cool too. Well,
0: not only that, but think about the experience, right? Think about the experience. Christian Yelich may have, should he suit up for team Japan? preparing for a game with a solely Japanese based culture in his clubhouse, right? That's the clubhouse. Yeah. He's going to be joining is how they prepare. And how, so just those experiences, those aren't available to you every day. Those aren't available to you every three years. You, fuck. Who mm-hmm. knows when those opportunities come along. So for Marcus Stroman, the opportunity to go over into a, a vibrant and rich cultural clubhouse that is the puerto rican clubhouse music pumping dancing singing food all over the fucking place i'll tell you right now everybody's mom grandma or wife is bringing something to the ballpark for them and they're bringing that into the clubhouse and it's just it's those experiences are things that you never ever get the opportunity or rarely get the opportunity to enjoy so that's another aspect that the eligibility provides these players why would you not want to take advantage of that if you could especially if you're a dude like stro who is trying to i mean he has got the cup of life tilted straight up and has taken every (laughs) fucking drop that he can out of that thing and i love that i love so this opportunity Mm -hmm. fuck man cash it in enjoy it
2: yeah just just to clarify i'm not just rooting for the Dominican Republic. No, you said it. You I said just, you're getting the DR no. flag
0: tattooed on your neck before first pitch. Well
2: I, I mean I had I'd be lying to you if I told you I, You hadn't thought of I, I it? have No 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 I have a custom Carabas. Dominican Republic World Baseball Classic jersey from two thousand six. Like when I was in high school, I was a junior walking around with a fucking Dominican World Baseball Classic jersey. With I told you when I was when I was in high school. Like I, I just did this when I went to Red Sox Fan Fest, and I, I, they had me like ask the players like, "Oh, what was your swag back in high school?" And they're like, "Oh, I did like the wrist tape in the Oakleys," and <clears throat> they didn't run it. But Trevor's story was like, "Why? What did you? What did you rock?" And I was like, uh, <laughs> "When I was when I was a senior uh, playing JV, yeah. uh, I had <laughs> I had uh, wristband. I I went on eBay and bought iron-on Dominican flag patches, oh. and I ironed them onto to my Franklin six-inch uh, wristbands because." That's what that's what Manny and and David had. They had, they rolled their wristbands up to their forearms and they had the Dominican flag on it. And I was like, "That's what I'm going to do." So I'm just a white kid from Sagas getting in the batter's box to to take a peek at three down the middle and head back. But I was doing it repping the fucking DR. So <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate that's, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jared, what the I fuck? Mean, you don't walk your way it. off
0: the island, Jared. You don't walk your yeah. way off the island, you dude. I, I know the it. struggle.
2: You got to swing. I know the struggle. So that's. Uh, that was my swag back in the day. But I do have the, I want to say I have an Ortiz Dominican jersey and I have a Carabas Dominican jersey. Uh, and I probably, I think I have a Willy Mo Pena Dominican t-shirt. And then I have, I have, I still have the picture of it. It's, it's me right around the time of senior prom because I am just like brown, like cooked <laughs> from being in the tanning bed. And oh I'm wearing God. a black hoodie Dang. in gold writing. It says Dominican King on it.
0: Oh, I mean that I, I I don't even know what to say to that. I
2: don't just appreciate appreciate where I've come from.
0: <laughs> oh God, you would have gotten your ass beat so bad.
2: Why? Where? So Who's, bad. Who would, you try try and fuck with me see what happens I'm, I'm basically I'm a made man in the Dominican Republic oh god I'm gonna find this picture right now <laughs> please do please it's do uh, the fact that you sought out a tanning bed oh I'm from Saugus dude that's all we did and the wristband there's the wristband <laughs> is that is that the prompt photo with her behind you <laughs> no this is not this, <laughs> this is literally in math class <laughs> oh <laughs> But uh, there's my Dominican wristband with my two <laughs> X hoodie that says Dominican Republic King on it.
0: Oh God, yeah, that's bad.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, I told you when I used to do Barstool Radio, I would tell these stories about like high school and whatever else, and people would be like, "He's fucking lying. He's making shit up." No, that's that's real, that's real dude.
0: <laughs> I, I believe I believe that you were that you wanted to be. You're you're. Secretly, closetedly, you are bitter that you're not Manny and Poppy's love child. That that, that well, they that they didn't spawn
2: you. If you think about it, maybe and I know that this is Pedro in there, this this sounds delusional, right? But there's, and I'm gonna ask Jay Hay about this in a second because he actually has like an he an unbiased opinion on this. Uh, actually, you know what? I might ask Jake first. Why don't I have but- an unbiased opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Realistically speaking, like if you look at those pictures from high school, okay, maybe a little bit delusional. But today, you're gonna tell me that I'm not a made man in the Dominican Republic after doing a show with David Ortiz? It how many people in the Dominican Republic probably look at me as an honorary Dominican? Well, look, um I'm
0: I'm gonna try to put this as eloquently and as uh as cushy as I can. Mm-hmm. Um there was an obvious occurrence an unfortunate occurrence that happened a couple of years ago with a mm-hmm. with a conceivably made man
2: mm-hmm. in the yeah, Dominican no, yes. Republic
0: and yeah. and that did not prevent him from being in the crosshairs of evil if you will and and so
2: mm-hmm. I, that's I, what I, happens when you're a made man though people people <laughs> people want you <laughs> so i so That's what happens. I uh yeah, I
0: hesitate to throw the made man label out there for your wife. That's ass. part of it.
2: <laughs> That's part of it. Also, I could go and this is another true story. I don't know that the pictures are posted anywhere on the internet, but I know that they're on my old digital camera from high school, but someone, I still to this day don't know who did it. Someone vandalized my car, my 96 Chevy Cavalier vandalized it and they wrote in like it was like wash offable paint but they wrote you're not dominican on my car (laughs) (laughs) see was it people were pissed people were pissed they were like they're like all right dude we like you're you're not dominican who's laughing now as an honorary dominican that's that's just the truth oh it was the it was the long game.
0: You show me the twenty three and me, and we'll talk. All right, give me the Ancestry.com results, and we'll talk.
2: I mean, I'm not saying that there's any like actual heritage there, but I mean, <laughs> it's almost like I mean, you guys don't watch wrestling, but like Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, oh, yeah, no, Sami Zayn for sure, yeah, no. you know him, because yeah. he looks like you, yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn, he's does in that, the bloodline. They're all does that thing. They're all Samoan, but they welcome him in as an honorary USO. Wow. USO USO means brother. Just yes, it does. Um, that's me, that's me as it pertains to the Dominicans. So uh, all that Uso. to say, uh, all that to say, I am not just rooting for the the Dominican team. I'm rooting like I if it's exciting, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna get behind it. But you know, I just don't want to be I just don't want to be shoehorned into only getting excited when Team USA does something. I, I think that that takes a lot of the fun out of the World Baseball Classic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, this is why having all these players on their different teams, on their respective teams representing their respective countries is ex- is exciting because there's that angle of the Olympic hint to it, but there's there's a little more to it. They're just, you don't have to just pull for, I mean, come on, you know? Like the folks that are from the- The Olympics
2: is different. I agree. I think it's weird in the Olympics. You can't do that. Can't ro- You can't root for the fucking Soviet hockey team just because they're really good.
0: No. <laughs> no, no, I mean,
2: Dominican you know. baseball team a little bit different. Puerto Rican baseball team a little bit different.
0: Yeah, where you where you place your bets responsibly? Very mm-hmm. different. Very, very. You could be rooting for one team, but have responsibly mm-hmm. placed your money elsewhere. That's right. That's legal. Street legal. I, in, in I your agree state. with you.
1: Jay, hey, what up, baby? Hey, how you doing over there? You look great, by the way. Hey, thanks.
2: You gotta um, shave
1: in since the last podcast.
2: Yeah, there nice. you go.
1: <laughs> Little
2: hot water. Are you uh as as a fan of a team that won their division last year? Are you more excited? By the way, Joey's not on the podcast today. We kicked him off. It's it's Jay Hayes full time. He literally said, "I'm not doing the podcast if Joey's still here." So we kicked him off for good. Joe gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh we we figured we'd have a more family oriented podcast today. Yeah. Uh, so Joe couldn't be here. He uh, he actually stormed out of the, the the we usually have like an hour pre-podcast team meeting. Yeah. Um we said we were gonna do like a family appreciation pod and he stormed out of the room. He turned around, um, so,
0: pissed on the wall, and then <laughs> left. It was fucking incredible.
2: Power move. Yeah. yeah, so he's not gonna be here today, unfortunately. He will be back next week. Um, but Jay Hey, as a fan of a team that won their division last year. Are you more excited for spring training MLB baseball, or are you more excited for the World Baseball Classic?
1: Right now, I'm more excited for spring training. uh, Mm. It's it's kind of the rhythm of the season. You know what I mean? And it's it's something that's been counting down for a little bit. But I think now that we've talked about it a little bit, and I think once once that first game is on TV of the WBC, I think that will probably flip pretty quickly. And that'll be on regularly at my house but i think you know there's a seasonal aspect um you know i still have fond memories of being at spring training you know for a couple of years in a row and it's i don't know there's just something very cool about it uh that i'm looking forward to uh even if we're all on the same page that spring training probably lasts too long and by the end of it we're all ready for real baseball games so it'll be a good mix that's why this is a good comparison you've got both going on
2: I'm going to make a comparison that I've never made before. And it makes a lot of sense. Spring training is a lot like Christmas season. That first day when players show up and like you hear the the smack of the mitt for the first time and the, the spikes on the concrete guys walk into different facilities that first day, especially if you're a fan of a team that, uh, Just acquired a new player in the offseason. Your first time seeing them in your team's uniform, like that's exciting. But then it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like just get to the fucking point. Just get me to Christmas Eve. Get me to Christmas Day. You're talking about opening day, but with with spring training, I feel the same way. Like it's like you know December first, you hear Christmas music for the same time. You're like fuck yeah, Christmas season. But then you just hear the same songs over and over and over and over and over until you get to Christmas and you're like thank god that that was over. So I. It. I don't want to say that I don't care about spring training. Like I, it's, it's more of just when they show up, it's like, all right, baseball's back. But then it's just weeks of like, can we fucking get the show on the road? Which is why a couple three years back when I discovered the existence of college baseball. Now that's what I get excited for around this time of, of year is, you know, you actually have competitive baseball being played. So I'm way more into college baseball in the month of March than spring training competition. But then you add in the extra layer of it's a world baseball classic year. So now you've got college baseball and you're going to have world baseball classic. I will take competitive games being played over dudes scratching their balls at a facility any, any day of the week.
1: I feel that. Uh, and don't disagree. All I'm saying really is that. So like, the, the executive who used to run baseball tonight would always talk about like how we needed to get the sounds of spring training through to the viewers and not just show highlights and, and talk, talk, talk. But you needed, as you said, you needed to hear the, the crack of the bat, like actual the crack of the bat. Like, let's get let's get that into the show background. Let's get the pop of the mitt. And like, I'm not saying that I'm going to be tuning into spring training games every day and like watching games every day, but I like it as a background hum uh, throughout February and March. And again, I I'm ready for it to be over by the time um, you know, mid March rolls around, but or mid to late March. But I, I I just, I will enjoy the exhibition that is the world baseball classic. I, I I'm sure there will be individual moments that are going to be like really magical and that really hopefully capture the nation's attention. But I'm personally just ready for that that slow hum to be in my background again uh, with the returns and the sounds of spring training.
0: And that slow hum is a great way to describe, I guess, phase one or how I would look at phase one of spring training. And because as a player, you know that, you know, the first couple of weeks, this is what you're going to be doing. Then the last couple of weeks, this is what you're going to be doing. And then you break it down even smaller, right? Through this week, I do this. Through this week, I do this. Through this week, I do this. And it's a constant ramping up of. And as fans, I know fans understand that. And I I think sometimes the excitement kind of gets us over our skis as fans. And we're like, all right, like you said, let's get this thing going. Well, players feel the same way. We want this shit to be over too, right after about, two and a half, three weeks, it feels like. Because you feel like, all right, I'm ready. Body's ready. My lower back pain is gone from being in cleats and yada, yada, yada. Like, we're, we're we're good to go. So I think if fans maybe at some point in time just tried to figure out a way that they could compartmentalize or section off spring training, that might help them get through the, like, fuck, let's go period where inevitably we all get, we all find. But uh, because, you know, spring training's about working on things that weren't great last year trying to shore up some things and and if you can think about it in that respect as a fan kind of move it along with that slow hum of Jay Hayes background noise then I think by the time that first pitch that's thrown that really matters you're you're just as amped up and ready to go as the players are
1: yeah and I'm like I'm a dork so I like to read all like the news blurbs that come out of spring training about guys velocities and yeah, you know, scouting reports that might be the shape of different his life they were last year and this guy's playing a new position or this the, here's the depth chart for this team and like part of that's just baseball nerdum. part of that's you know i like fantasy baseball as well so it's like the return of that sort of daily rhythm um is uh you know it might only be 15 minutes a day but it's still fun
0: no it's it's mm-hmm. that's uh and, and that's the cool thing Look, think about the way the game is going and all of the uh, I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but I'm just going to say it. The game is going to look differently next year and feel differently than it has in a long time, I think. And I don't know how long that will last. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but I just think that overall visually we're going to look at it and have moments where we're like, well, why isn't he over? Oh shit. That's right. Because you can't, but why, why did he? Oh, that's right. Because, and it's just, you're going to be reminding yourself of that. And then who knows, if, you know, the, the base enlargement, for whatever reason, gives guys confidence that they're closer to second base now, and they're like, yeah, fuck it. You know what? That extra 16th of an inch, that was the difference between me being a fucking 30 bad guy or not, but now I'm going to let it fly. Uh, if that creates more then hey, sweet, but uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can, I, the, the, the ramp up is what's exciting.
2: You know what else is going to be fun, Dallas?
0: Slamming blue moons in the middle of a fucking yeah. desert. Watching spring yeah. training games.
2: Yeah. When are we going? Do we know yet? Do we have
1: dates confirmed? We don't have dates confirmed. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to be doing Arizona. Uh,
2: I'm going to be doing Fort Myers because I, I had one experience of doing spring training in Florida and said, that's enough for me. <laughs> I was, uh, oh my God. I just, I, you know what? It, I can go back, I can go back through my phone, I can watch the videos, look at the pictures and say, these are the, these are the good times, these are the good memories. Uh, what I will not remember fondly would be the four hour bus rides every night to a different town, getting into the hotel at <clears throat> midnight to have to be in the lobby by 6 a.m to get on the bus at seven. and uh, you know when I, whenever whenever I get asked, by a fan, a listener, anyone. Is Dallas like that all the time? <laughs> I always refer back to the Florida spring training Spikes Up Tour in 2019 when every night we're fucking bussing four hours <laughs> to the next town, getting in at 12:30, 1 o'clock, got to go to sleep, turn around, wake up, be in the lobby so you can get on the bus because we got to be at the next facility at 7 a.m. the next day. And Dallas, just no cameras on, gets on the bus and has all this fucking energy and he's as loud as he is on the podcast. I'm like, "Dude, shut up." Like <laughs> I just can't. I just can't right now. Like I I haven't had coffee. I have not slept. I have not showered. I'm disgusting. And he's just. This is just how he is all the time. That's what the so, seams.
0: That's what the seams do to you, Jared. The seams when they grab a hold of you as a fucking four year old, they don't. They don't let go. The seams don't let go, and that's what starts to power yeah. you. Like somewhere in a cave in Afghanistan, is that where the fucking Iron Man happened? I don't know where it happened, but somewhere in I a cave, know. I had my fucking heart ripped out, and they put boom, they put baseball seams back in, and they're like, "This is just going to keep you going." So as long as baseball. By seams the way, that exist, reminds
2: me. You, you, us talking about spring training and you mentioning baseball seams. we for the last four years, have been talking about getting baseball seams as tattoos somewhere. And you still, every time we go to a tattoo parlor, Dallas is like, but, but the needles hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, I just don't know if I can do it. That, I don't know if I can do it. That's what it is. I, need, I, 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 I want to have my grandma here uh, first because she, when she uh, usually holds my hand when uh, I get tattoos, and, and she's not here right now, who came up she's with the fucking spot to get it done. Where? I'll do it on my fucking throat. I, I'll i I'll make my Adam's apple a baseball. I was just going to say, I'll, I'll go fucking,
0: I'll go <laughs> tribal. i go Algonquin tribal right on the fucking Adam's apple. Right here. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. way, you know what? That way when people are like, how'd you hold your change up? I could just go like this. <laughs> and fucking show them. Or maybe I just grab their hand. Oh, that would fucking trip them out. How'd you yeah. hold your change up? Let, uh, let me see your hand. And then they just stick <laughs> yeah. their hand out and I grab it and fucking put it around my throat and I'm just like this.
2: Yeah, it. Yeah. squeeze. squeeze.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fuck yeah. All right. So uh, let's do it. I'm I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on you. Pussy well, we, boy. Uh,
0: we, we could do that literally whenever we're. But I mean, do we want to do we want to is that, is that going to just be like any random artist?
2: You know, do we like I have I have a guy that I use in, in the Bay Area. I have a guy that I use out here, but it's like, how often are we together? Yeah, not, not often. And, and when we're usually together, how often are we in our like, hometowns? Yeah, not often. Not often. L- a lot of times, it's a neutral site. Yeah, I mean, I'd fly my guy
0: down here to do me sometimes. Which,
1: okay, dude, we yeah. Tend, yeah. need I to know you, that. I think you have to do the first <laughs> the first one that you see on the way home from the airport. In Jake, that town. fucking cut that, dude. We need that clip forever. <laughs>
0: uh yeah <laughs> jay just so fucking dirty you know what no let's why don't we just go down skid row and see see if there's somebody that's got a, a working fucking needle and uh, not one of those needles yeah. but
2: <laughs> i know a great place in san francisco plenty of needles there uh we do safe injection sites is that what you're referring to yeah 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 so we'll do that jay hey you don't have any jay has a big back piece that's why like he's he's like a secret tattoo guy no one knows yeah that he's, he's, he's got
0: like guy. fucking lucifer with the giant
1: goat head on the back
0: <laughs> yeah. with some fucking yeah. anarchy a yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> <not podcast laughs> safe.
1: my tats aren't podcast safe no
0: Oh, Jay takes his pants off. He's just got a bandolier
1: of skulls around his waist. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: like a severed goat head. Blood's going down his kneecap. Dude,
0: what the fuck?
2: (laughs) He's into some shit.
0: He's got a headless chicken around his inner thigh. Like, where do you think the nugs come from, baby? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, guy.
1: You get every undeserving Hall of Famer tattooed somewhere on me. That's why it's so painful.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, his his back is like the Stanley Cup, but for the Hall of Fame. He just
1: etches new names every year. Everybody who doesn't hit the war standard for the Hall of Fame goes right on the back. (laughs) It's been a a terrible run lately. And
0: -hmm. and then Jay Hay at night takes one of those fucking belts that that dude in... uh, What's the fucking what movie did uh uh tom not tom cruise tom hanks the fucking oh my god it was about the it was about the uh like puzzles he's putting shit together the uh oh my god roasted what, what is
2: the high guy talking
0: about i don't know dude uh but it's it's the fucking movie but anyway there's a scene in this movie where this guy's just <laughs> beating the shit out of himself with this with this like whip thing
2: Sounds, sounds like Liar Liar with Jim no, Carrey.
0: No, no, It's a, oh my God. Why can't I? Whatever. I'll come, it'll come back to me. It, no, probably, it definitely
2: won't. I guarantee you all. it won't. Yeah. But you know what's going to come back to you?
0: Blue Moon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, trades, free agency, roster cuts, baseball season feels so far away, but excitement is already building. Blue Moon gives you a dose of ballpark nostalgia without even being at the park. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Yes. Its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and an iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience year-round. We're going to be drinking some Blue Moons on the Spikes Up 2.0 Tour coming to Arizona. I don't know what you have going on, Dallas, but I'm planning on just doing like a weekend in Miami for uh, for some WBC because I know I know they're also doing in Arizona, but the DR Puerto Rico is in Miami, correct? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm not missing that even if I have to like front the bill and just go like I I don't want to uh, not that I'll have a wife and kids by the next time WBC comes around, but I just I want to see this version of the dominican team live in person like i i just i I, maybe it's just like the dominican blood coursing through my veins and maybe i have some bias to me but i don't think i'll ever see a better collection of baseball talent on the field at the same time uh playing for the same team
0: well not only playing for the same team but seeing those two teams on the field at the same time that's a whole lot of talent
2: a whole lot. I mean, the only comparison that I can think of is before the 1999 All-Star Game when they had all those guys in the field at the same time, but they were all like between the ages of 50 and 75, so it's not yeah, like they were about is, to no. strap it on. These dudes like, you are get to actually work. see these guys play baseball. Um, so I'm going to be down there. Jay, hey, you're more than welcome to join. Jake, as well. Uh, for, it's a refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all off season long. Make winter weather feel like spring training. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind every time. The Get Blue Moon de- That's fucking Nick Cage, you asshole. Tom Hanks.
0: Uh, right? excuse me? You asshole? No, it's not Nick Cage. What am I thinking? I don't know, you asshole. Sell me
2: some more Blue Moon, though. Hold on. We're coming back to this conversation. Get Blue Moon delivered by visiting... Get.bluemoonbeard.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeard.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden Colorado Ale. What's The what's the Nick Cage movie where he's stealing stuff from the museum? That's
0: that's National Treasure. Oh, Okay, yeah, the Da Vinci Code is definitely Tom Hanks, and uh, the sequel to that is Angels and Demons, I believe. But there's a scene in the Da Vinci Code where one of the dudes, one of I don't know if he's a priest or whatever, he's been a while, but he's like a masochist, and he just starts at night. He beats the shit out of himself, you know, punishment or what I don't know. That's what Jay Hay does t- all the undeserving names in the Hall of Fame on his back. That's why he tattoos him is then at night he goes to bed and just
2: whips him, just beats the shit out of himself. I've never seen the Da Vinci Code. No, it's like mm-hmm. a three hour piece. Yeah, no, I still yeah. never. I have not watched okay, the movie. Irishman just because <laughs> of how long it is. But ironically, my favorite movie is
1: Titanic. Titanic. Mm hmm. I don't. I don't know if I've caught that one. Are you doing? Is that like? Are you doing that on purpose?
2: Yeah, but, we're, uh, we were talking about it on Name Redacted, and Tyler, who's oh. twenty four, has never seen it, and he pronounces it Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. <Jeez. clears throat> yeah.
0: You gotta, gotta whip him into uh, shape.
2: I, dude, I've been trying. Aren't they re-releasing trying.
1: that in the theaters? They are. Yeah. Are
2: yeah. you
1: serious? Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. it's oh. the twenty fifth anniversary. Oh yeah, wow. Th- they want to, they want
2: to put it in the theaters again because it didn't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, maybe it'll catch on this time.
1: No, yeah. That, well, Tyler, that, 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 that guy you're talking about should go see it.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's, he has a uh... talk about a text that you couldn't send a few years ago. Uh, I, I have a dinner tomorrow night and we usually do name redacted at night and because he is a uh, associate producer at the sports hub. And he said, actually we can do it during the day. Cause I got COVID and I said, perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super convenient for my schedule. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Three years ago, that yeah. would have been terrible text to send. But now yeah. you can say shit like that <laughs>
0: to to your friend for sure. Mm-hmm. There's still, times are there's, changing. There's still some people out. You fire that off. There's still some folks that are not that are not, not loving recid- that.
1: No, probably I'm not. I'm so glad that sort of freedom is back. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Thank
2: God. By inhibiting me. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Uh, MLB the Show Hey-o. has released its uh cover. Yes, it for did. the 2023 video game, and uh, my first thought is, why is there not more? No, I mean, I I, get, I don't want to say it's too late now, but it would kind of just be like a makeup at this point. Why has no one been like, hey, uh, Mike Trout has never been on the cover of MLB the Show. Didn't want ever. to. Doesn't want to. Does, does he even have a saying that?
0: Uh, no, not really.
2: But. <sighs> I don't think that's something that players campaign for where it's like, no, hey, I no, I would no. like to be on the cover of MLB the show, please. No, like, it's if he was the face of the league for so long. I mean, now he's not. I uh, I don't think he ever really definitively was. I mean, he was definitely in the, in the running just because of how good he is. But uh, the fact that this video game has been out since, what, 2006? They picked up where MVP left off? Yeah, MVP 05 was the last, right? So I'm going down the list here. Let's just go through who's been on the cover. 2006 was David Ortiz. Great choice. Great choice. 2007, David Wright. 2008, Ryan Howard. 2009, Dustin Pedroia. Great choice. Great choice. 2009, uh, 2010, and 11? 2010 and 11 was
1: Joe Maurer. That doesn't make sense. He was both years. Really? That's what this says. Keep going. Keep going. Because I want to make a point here about this run in a second. 2012 Adrian Gonzalez. Great choice. Great choice. He
2: was with the Red Sox at that point. Uh, 2013 Andrew McCutcheon, who went on to win the MVP that year. 14 Miguel Cabrera. 2015 Yasiel Puig. Okay. Hmm. 2016, Josh Donaldson, front of the program. 2017, Ken Griffey Jr. 2018, Aaron Judge. Should have been Mookie Betts, I believe. Uh, 2019, Bryce Harper. 2020, Javi Baez. 2021, Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Last year, Shohei Otani. Great choice. And this year, Jazz
1: Chisholm Jr., can I Your say point, something? Jay. Yes, please. Yeah. What you, I'm so glad you read that list because what screams to me after reading that list is how much more naturally marketable the game is in the last five or six years than it was when they were deciding cover athletes for the game, for the sport, uh, in oh six oh seven through 2012. Like, with all due respect, I'm not diminishing the quality of those players' careers, but we, they were fine choices at the time. But like the fact that we were, were talking about David Wright and Dustin Pedroia and Ryan Howard and back to back years of Joe Mauer, And it's like, and then the last couple of years, you said it's Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper and Fernando Tatis and Judge. It's just, yeah, and Aaron Judge. And it's, it's just like, um, the superstars of today's game, it, the, the sports in a very lucky position from that perspective, I guess, is my point, because the superstars and the up and coming emerging players are just so much more fundamentally exciting, I think, than they were at that point. And there's always an ebb and flow in the, with well, this stuff. But think, that, that's what that screams to me.
0: Think about this, Jay. <clears throat> there's more of an opportunity now than there has ever been for a, a payout of sorts. Off the field. And like we've talked about, like the compensation for being the cover athlete, there's nothing coming directly from MLB, the show, to this player, but now he's got that hype, right? Now he's got that, that he can leverage in other sort of negotiations, other sort of endorsements. And so the marketability that you were concerned with or that you concerned yourself with as a young player 10 years ago 20 years ago when I was starting are things that were marketable to ownership groups. Uh, Am I playing the game quote unquote, the right way without the levels of flash that we see today, right? Because now you become somebody who's not making waves, does the right thing, keeps their head down, goes to work. Like we like that guy, that player sets an example for the younger guys. And what example was that? Not making waves, doing the right thing. Well, who is that marketable to? Ownership groups. Now, if you don't cash in readily with the ownership group, that doesn't mean that you're not going to cash out in other avenues. So the potential there is not what it was back then. So for a guy like Jazz Chisholm Jr., the things that will come his way because of this, because of this now are are things that wouldn't gonna what wasn't gonna happen 10 15 years ago if that makes sense so now yeah now you get to leverage that and and so being flashy without being the best player in the game that gets you on the list that gets you behind the red velvet rope and that's a different avenue that's a street that exists now that didn't exist before So to your point about marketability, a lot of the names that you mentioned, too, are folks who have done a good job of marketing themselves or allowing themselves to be marketed in a way that does connect with fan bases of yesteryear, current as well. So, again, because they're willing to do that, that also matters.
1: Yeah, no question. They're definitely better at marketing. There's there's a much higher awareness. Whether that's a good or bad thing, like that's for other people to. It's fine, whatever. I don't care about that part. What's interesting to me, and then we can move on, is uh, is just like the excitement level of the players that are available to be chosen for these covers is so much deeper now than it used to be. And I I loved watching David. I love David Wright, and I loved, mm-hmm. and I, and I I I just touted for joe mauer's future hall of fame candidacy i think at the end of the last pod like this is no disrespect but like there is an electricity involved with shohei otani and bryce harper and fernando tatis and aaron judge that just did not exist with the and those guys were all mvp candidates in their era Mm -hmm. right like david wright didn't win an mvp but joe mauer did dustin pedroia did like those and david wright could have um, Think about those two names
0: jay captain right Captain David Wright, Joe Mauer, without the C on his chest, captain in Minnesota, head down, go to work, don't make noise, For kind sure. of guys.
1: For sure, and Ryan, and you know, um, and Ryan Howard got one or whatever. But like, <laughs> I just the the level of athleticism and, and electricity and excitement is just a lot higher with these superstars than they were at that time, and that's just the ebb and flow of the game. But I think that's that's the interesting part to me. Um, other than the fact that it is Jazz Chisholm, which I think is its own separate thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and we should talk about that because I think, well, Dallas plays a game. Like I, I, Admittedly, I'm not like a big video game guy. I'm going to try to be. Uh, I know I've been saying that since 2017, but this is the year. This is the year, Dallas. I swear, <laughs> I swear to you. I swear. Well, I, the I, stop PlayStation stop I gave, The
0: PlayStation I gave you fucking seven years ago is play. no longer. I, no, you got to get a new one. Why? Because that, because I don't play with that one anymore. Nobody does. What is it? A PS4? Yeah. What I do you I need? A, a PS4. Five? When the, yeah, you need a five. Okay. Well, I mean, you can cross, right, I'll get a PS five. You can, uh, yeah. Generation. There's no generational platform. I don't think.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get a PS five and I'm going to play a show. Yeah. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I don't know. I guess I, I just appreciate what, what you guys are talking about. Like what comes with being the guy that's on the cover of the premier MLB baseball game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm into that. I want, I'm, I, I enjoy the discussion. So when I see that it's jazz Chisholm, first reaction is did not expect that i love the idea though like i love that you know you don't have to be like every time it's like all right well who's the face of baseball like who is the 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 guy that we need to like if 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 you were to have uh you know s- send the face of baseball to to Letterman or Fallon or the Kimmel show like who are we send and that's who should be on the cover of the game like you're not sending Jazz Chisholm like he's not the face of well, baseball you know but what? he's a very young and exciting player that gets a lot of engagement when when he does something exciting like the the engagement is is through the roof so he's one of the guys that moves the needle
0: so then let's think about it through this lens why don't we take the time to give major league baseball maybe some credit here or MLB show at least some credit here and say, you know what? We've talked about them, not marketing players, blah, 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 blah. And then it feels like as fans at times, we move the goalpost back when they try to take a different avenue and try to market marketable players. And maybe because they're not players with production of this superstar who isn't nearly as marketable, you start to say, why didn't you pick somebody better? Blah what what, well fuck. What do you want? We're I, trying yeah. to find I, a happy I, medium here. What we have is Jazz Chisholm, who has kids in the fucking Caribbean, Euros stepping at their little league games after they fucking yeah. jump ship. So MLB The Show said, You know what's moving the needle right now? You know where we could go? We could go the Jazz Chisholm route and we could put him on display and his his flair for the game. And let's see what that does. And the reception, the reception's been
2: great. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's been polarizing. It's, I mean, as far it's far definitely as the, been As split. far as
0: the younger group, like like yeah, them sure. targeting that, yeah. Overall reception, definitely split. And it's because of things that mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Not the production of a superstar. Maybe his antics or his flair is uh, processed and filtered differently through different fans. You know, some like it, some... Don't. That's going to be polarizing. So, but either way, what do they say? You know, no, no press is the only bad press. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of what's happening here is the conversation's happening and that's what they want.
1: Yes. I, and I don't, and, sorry, Jerry, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was just going to say, I don't think I can't speak for well, I can't speak for anybody, but I don't think there's any question that MLB did and has identified Jazz Chisholm as a person That they wanted to get in on the ground floor with, and who was a priority to be that guy because of all the reasons that you guys have talked about. And not that that was the reason for the decision, I have no idea what the reason for the decision for MLB the show was. But I think, I I do think there's, you know, talking about deserving credit, I do think some of that goes here because, like, the unfortunate thing here, I think it would have been better received if we would have gotten the full season of Jazz Chisholm. That we were going to get had he not missed essentially July, August, and September with injury. Like he just never came back for that team last year. And at the time that he he played 60 games and had 14 homers, 12 home uh, sorry, 14 homers, 12 stolen bases, and 860 OPS. Like he was having what looked to be a breakout season, and maybe it still wouldn't have satisfied everybody, but I do think it would have looked even more prescient had jazz chisholm not essentially missed the final three months of the season and maybe the wheels were already in motion at that point who knows
2: the the conversation that i've seen coming out of twitter is why was this not julio rodriguez um so how i look at it like a video game cover i would be looking way more at social media metrics who's the guy that moves the needle from an engagement standpoint and then there's your there's your cover guy uh, versus I wouldn't be looking at wins above replacement and things of that nature, like weighted runs created plus, and then whoever leads in that, like that's my that's my yeah. cover guy. So but what if <clears throat> what I if feel you like could at times both? though
0: that could be a lazy way to go. And if you're thinking about building your product, which I, I gotta believe they're interested in, at times you have to entertain what the long game could look like.
1: And I think so- that's what they're doing with Jazz Chisholm though, right? Like what well, no? Well, j- to Jared's point about the social the media metrics,
2: like like Julio's social media metrics, not what Jazz Chisholm's are, right? So- I don't know if that's true. I, I mean, I don't have that data in front of me, but I would, as, as someone who tweets highlights of every fucking team, I know Jazz does really well, but I know that Julio does too, and you're talking about one dude who is clearly a better baseball player than the other. Uh, that I would say, uh, especially after like the contract, like has a more, like how many times have we seen guys come up and like, it's fun and exciting, but then they just fall off. But Julio Rodriguez is a guy that we know he's going to be here for a long time because he's being paid to be here for a long time. So, I mean, after going through that list of cover athletes for MLB, the show, there's not one guy who was a flash in the pan they besides maybe Yasiel Puig would be the one guy that you could point to where it's like, well, that didn't pan out, but every other guy you're talking hall of fame. You're talking, uh, yeah, they're all guys like cornerstone guys. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the fact that you're taking a risk. You're rolling the dice here and you're, you're betting on jazz being a, uh, uh, not just, and not like a baseball player, but I mean like player in the sense of like, he's, he's a guy, um, for quite well, some thing, time. Like, but... Ultimately
0: it's not, you know, like, like who's on the cover doesn't necessarily sell the game per se because no. y- your hardcores are gonna they're they're returning customers. Like me, it doesn't matter who who's on the cover. I'm buying the game. So that that is of no consequence. It's all about just hoping in retrospect when we read this list five years from now that it's it's lining up with the list that we just read today, right? That's what you're hoping as a brand if you're in MLB the show is we'd like to hit and we'd like I, we'd like to hit early i
2: for I, for me it's less about selling video games and more about who mlb is is giving the rub to like who are they saying like we're marketing this guy yeah
1: and i'm not Holy trying to take LB anything away from jazz soul. i'm
2: happy I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm happy the Jazz is on the cover. Like, I, I, I saw it. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, this is not what I expected, but this is great because Major League Baseball is telling you, like, "Hey, here's a guy that has fun playing baseball." Crazy, right? Like, when he hits home runs, he celebrates and he does all this shit and he has viral moments. Like, this is this is what we're trying to put in front of you is the product that that we hope the rest of the game can can look like someday. So, I'm not disparaging the decision to make a Jazz. What I am saying is that. Uh, a guy like Julio Rodriguez was probably the safer bet. Like, if you're trying to put a guy on a pedestal, that again, I'm going to make a wrestling comparison. If you're going to make a guy your champion, mm-hmm. and you think that he's going to be a future Hall of Famer, he's going to be a guy that's uh, a, a, a major name in your sport for the next ten to fifteen years. The safer bet was Julio Rodriguez, but that's not to say that he won't be on the cover next
1: year. I mean, he's got plenty of time to be on the cover. You know, and then yeah, the,
2: especially go ahead, Jay.
1: No, I was just going to say, like. It, and and then there's also like the you know the devil's advocate point there where if if you know Julio is going to be a star and we're not worried about that and that's going to that's going to solve itself well, then maybe maybe we put jazz on the cover uh that's, give this a little boost because this is a guy we believe in also whoever we means um and and maybe that juices his his star a little bit and then we've got we've got two instead of one right
0: well um, that's and that's that's where that's where i was saying You take guys who don't have the metrics. So this is saying jazz Chisholm. This is a conversation that jazz Chisholm's social media metrics are greater than Julio's. So the production is what we're talking about in that conversation. The production of Julio and jazz are very different, right? So you'd be taking a bet or taking a risk per se on the production side of things with jazz knowing that the social media metrics are what is balancing that out for you. On the Julio side of things, it would be knowing that the production is going to be there. So that would allow us to continue to build these social media metrics. So you can look at it as a roll of the dice, really one way or the other, and you can look at it as MLB, maybe I don't want to say back burner in one of these, but maybe just sort of setting it to the side, knowing, hey, this is still going to be good here. But this is the route we're choosing to go first. Yeah. And I think it's a good, I think it's a good bet either way. Yeah.
2: I'm happy with it. <clears throat> like I said, Julio Rodriguez is going to have plenty of opportunities to be on the cover of MLB The Show. Could be next year, could be the next year. And he's, it could be the year after that or the year after that. Guess what? He's still going to be under 30. So be on the lookout for that. Any other, any other thoughts on MLB The Show? By the way, we're doing uh, Angels Mount Rushmore on this episode, and uh, I texted Max because I don't have the studio set up. I'm in my my fucking attic closet right now uh, because they're doing work downstairs. So I came up here. I don't have my soundboard set up, uh, so I can't pump a call into the show yet. But I did text Max and I said, hey, this Angels Mount Rushmore is a lot more difficult than I than I thought it would be. And he said, Don't do this. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> but it is. It I is. Mean, it, is. It, it is hard. It,
0: it, it is and it, it it is and it isn't. I, I've I've really I thought guarantee
2: about- you we are gonna have three different Mount Rushmores. I guarantee you.
0: Oh yeah, and I could, I could, I could really just be a complete asshole about it, and I could give you four viable options, non player options. I and I truly believe that.
2: Are we doing that? I mean, I I have non-player options as well.
1: What's that? Is that now or later? Are we doing? I I feel like no. We're not going to do it yet. Just just a little
2: tease. It's coming soon. Yeah. I mean, we're not. We're not going to. This is not going to be. We're already at a fucking hour, which I thought we were. If you were to ask me right now, if I didn't have the time next to me, hey, how long have we been going? I would have been like twenty five minutes. It's we're at. We're almost at an hour. It's only. It's only like six years of that. (laughs) Yeah. Six straight. (laughs) Yeah just yeah for those for those who don't know the behind the scenes I found it very interesting that some people were reaching out saying I started listening to you guys during the baseball is dead era so a lot of people are that obviously they knew we probably came from starting nine but a lot of people listening were like yeah like who is this jay hay guy like I didn't I didn't know and they're going back and discovering the old episodes which is which is great I mean like there's that's great that they're going back and listening to those uh but I I was surprised at how many people listened to the show only as baseball is dead. I I would have thought everyone at least ninety nine percent of our listeners were carryovers from starting nine. I was very surprised to see that we had like well, it's better a new- that they're
1: going back and listening to new episodes than saying this guy sucks. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, like you, uh, you you kind of like debuted on this show the way that uh, like. Like Vince McMahon would be like, and here's a fucking international superstar from Japan. That yep. <laughs> so it's, we we put you on a pedestal, I, which you deserve. So people are like, people that weren't familiar were like, I need. I'm not waiting until next week. I got a whole library of Jay Hay content. Let me need go up. back and listen to that. Need so up. that's
1: that's what it is. Most of the mentions on in my feed were positive, as you would probably anticipate. But there was one guy who was like, "This is the announcement. I've never heard of this guy." and you know a few people jumped on him and i was thinking to myself i was like that's a totally defensible position i would if, if i'd never heard of this guy either i'd be like what the fuck is this um well that's but but that, would he he you, that would make you that would make you ignorant that would make you ignorant well that's fair but he li- he circled back and he listened <laughs> to the episode and he said it was a solid debut so shout out to that there guy um thanks for giving it a chance or me a chance yeah
2: Hey's nug cult is is unlike anything else that's on in in the baseball content space ferocious uh those so, people still jay they, they're, uh, they're the most ferocious nerds that you've ever seen in your life great quick, group of people. quick
0: uh quick merch update jay Hay. uh <laughs> we're, we're still waiting on those nugs shirts oh yeah from,
1: uh... i i would assume so <laughs> i haven't heard four of years merch ago? Update in a long time that that's good stuff. I'm talking to the merch guy. We're still working on
0: that. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah. We actually are gonna we're
2: we are gonna get uh, the merch train going this year because I know that uh, our logo is fucking sick. Like having a podcast name that you actually like is is a I've never even I, I, yeah, I didn't know what that was logo. like.
1: It's a much better logo. Yeah, logo is
2: fucking unbelievable. I mean, the Section Ten logo is sick. Uh, R.I.P. Um, but the baseball is dead logo probably my favorite logo for for anything that I've ever been a part of and uh it's going to look great on merch we need hoodies we only had t-shirts last year Dallas you even have one you own one right I no
1: i don't have a i don't have anything Dallas oh, cuz because... Dallas has never received anything branded for any podcast he's ever worked on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, if he owns it it's because he bought it on the store yeah he, uh, he had a yeah, it to him because... and then it didn't get there either so he had to call on the... yes <laughs> right They gave him out at uh, the all-star
2: game, which we didn't go to, which again, I've doubled and tripled down. I'm so glad that we didn't go to the game because the entire discussion about the all-star game was the broadcast. It had nothing like I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in that game besides like Alec Manoa. uh, He I know he like hit a batter, but that's only because he he was taking John Smoltz commands for one pitch to throw.
0: Yeah. Try to throw a back foot slider.
2: Yeah. Like. I'm never going to the All Star Game again. If that's what they're going to keep doing, I'll go for the Home Run Derby. We'll shoot a little content, and then I'm just going to sit at my hotel and watch it on fucking TV. Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's uh, done.
2: And I'm going to be I'm going to be dressed amazing too because of Indochino.
0: Oh, are they going to lace you up?
2: Yeah, I think so. They should. And shit's cheaper for you, right?
0: Why? Because there's not a lot of material. Because you're just such a little guy. No you. <laughs> on <laughs> choke on a dick no see i was gonna say you know what are you be, gonna say because you've got a great working relationship with these with these folks but you're the one mm-hmm. that that brought your your All right your small feeble stature into play not being-
2: I, I, no i didn't do that actually if you're calling me small and feeble uh check out the new episode uh it's actually not out yet but it's coming out i think thursday like a pro on nesson 360 uh i had multiple people come up to me and say. You're actually a lot taller in person. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Say that into the camera, and we put it in the show. And then I'm standing next to Kike Hernandez, and I'm interviewing Kike, and I'm like this. I'm looking at the camera, and just, there's just a shot of me going, "Just, no. just, you know, just saying, just saying." Just, me and Kike same height. What's he listed at? What's Kike Hernandez listed at? Jared, you you are shut up. Shut up. You are a human. Kike Hernandez six four
0: Impala on airbags. Kike <laughs> Hernandez listed
2: listed at five eleven. I thought I was going to say six feet. So, I mean, that doesn't help me as much. But still, he's listed at 5'11", Dallas. So, buddy. Go fuck yourself. No, go fuck yourself. You're, you're listed at like 6'4". You're like 5'9". Shut the fuck up. If you rang in the new year with someone special in 2023, will be a, a new chapter in your relationship. Indochino is ready to help you look your best on your big day. With their huge variety of customizable details and fabrics, Indochino can help you create anything from made to measure blazers and suits to a custom portrait worthy tuxedo, all with no tailor necessary. Uh, I'm going to use Indochino for the next All Star game because we usually go and we do, uh, we go to like Goodwill and like rip up tuxedos and stuff. And I feel like if we just go to Indochino, that would cut out the middleman. Does that make more sense, Dallas?
0: Not if we want to just rip the stuff up. Well, no, they can tailor it to us. Oh, yeah. Well, then fuck you.: yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. That, that's the way to go. Okay. Because yeah. Indochino gives you everything that you need to create a custom oh. suit that's right for you. Yeah. Got it. Shop online by setting up your measurement profile and choosing the fabric and customizations that you want. If you prefer an in-person experience, you can do that, too. You can book an appointment at an Indochino showroom and work with an expert style guide to take your measurements and walk you through your customization options. Then just sit back while your suit is made for you and delivered straight to your door. This would have helped a lot had I had this for Jay Hayes' wedding. I don't even remember what I wore to that. I just remember that I was watching baseball on my phone, which was the first time in my life that I didn't feel judged Uh, watching baseball on my phone at like an important event because everyone there was like a baseball nerd. It was It was awesome. Like... Who was at our table? It was like Carl Ravitch and, and Tim Kerchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. I was just like, all right. Yeah. Like I totally do not feel judged at all being at Jay Hay's wedding. No, it's like, it's a very important day for Jay Hay, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of baseball people here and they, they get it. Mm <clears throat> Design a look that suits you perfectly from the fabric to the cut. Suits start at just $499 and premium fitted shirts start at $89. You can fine tune every detail, lapels, monograms, and more. If you're ringing in 2023 with wedding bells ahead, start planning your custom look with Indochino. Go to Indochino and use the promo code DEAD, D-E-A-D. To get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more, that is I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code DEAD.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner.
2: Find the perfect
0: gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Uh, really quick, because, I, I mean, it's, it's not like a huge... I mean, it, it, it sucks, but it, it's worthy to be noted, because I know a lot of people, when I tweeted it last night, uh, as a reactionary tweet, were finding out for the first time that YouTube TV has dropped MLB Network.
0: Yeah, ouch, uh, a lot of YouTubers, a lot of content creators not too excited about that, as you can understand, a very extensive archive, whether it's just little segments or whatnot,
2: uh, gone, not at the free disposal. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of cord cutters, too, just like if you don't have cable, how the fuck are you supposed to watch MLB Network now? Not going to happen, not going to happen. But
0: there, there is rumblings that, hey, this is this is just a, a stalemate of sorts that posturing, This has to get figured out that this will get figured out one way or another. So like to think that YouTube TV responded to my tweet to think that MLB just won't exist on the largest creator platform like that. No, Mm not going to, not going to, they
2: got to figure it out. You can't be, you can't be like, grow the game. Let's get, let's get the game in front of the younger audience and then uh, bow out of having your product in front of uh, where, where the youngins are. That's where they're at. They're on YouTube. Yeah, so this Kids is just- kids aren't sitting down in front of the TV like they used to. They're sitting down in front of their iPads and they're watching their fucking YouTube shows.
0: Yeah. So right now so- the count is 3-2 uh, and MLB and YouTube are both at the plate right now. Just fouling shit off, hoping to get something they can square up.
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Any Any news and notes that you want to hit on before... We get into the Angels Mount Rushmore. Is there anything that uh, tickled your fancy?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Darren O'Day retired 17 yeah, year yeah, yeah, yeah. career walk on college 17 years later. Grande Ooh. Liga. Yeah, it's a big fucking Congrats. deal.
1: Carabas. Yeah, I a, know it is.
2: 17 years.
1: Darren O'Day. nug. The only pitchers with more seasons featuring at least 50 innings pitched and an ERA plus of 200 or better. The only pitchers. With Can I more, guess what what, what? what decade are we talking about? There are only three pitchers with more such seasons than Darren O'Day. They're all uh, in your life. Bell Heath Bell. No <laughs> uh, Trevor Hoffman. No, no. Roy Halladay Mariano Rivera. No Rivera has 12. He, he's easily the leader. Uh, so how, how many one. seasons did you say four. Si- O'Day did it four times. 50 innings pl- pitched 200 p- ERA plus. Ooh, Francisco uh, Rodriguez. No, good guess though. Uh, Who'd you say you said Rivera? You one said, of them's a reliever. Know. One of them's a starter. Oh, I was only guessing relievers. It's crazy that a starter would be on that list, but it's true. Pedro? Jared should get, mm. yeah, Pedro. Uh, yeah. He had five seasons, and then Joe Nathan had six. Joe oh, Nathan, Joe okay. Nathan, Twitch. Darren mm. O'Day maybe didn't have that swing and miss, but he had a couple of really really low ERA seasons uh, in his prime. A couple of sub twos, couple of just over twos. Nice career. Tip of the cap. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. There no day. Zach Granke back to the Kansas City Royals on a one year deal. Was it was it Dallas that said that you feel like this is his farewell tour? Yeah.
0: yeah I said this is the farewell tour. So so I really he
2: 39.
0: Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Uh, I, I just think yeah, there's 39. only one reason you go back to Kansas City. Come on. Uh, it's a wrap and I want him to be celebrated. I want he was him in Kansas be-
2: City last year, Dallas.
0: I know, but he's I mean, he's going to stay he's staying here he's back where he has where he started right and he's uh-huh. going to end it here so if he's going to resign somewhere and he's going to continue gonna to play i yeah i would like clutch in pittsburgh there you go baby come on
1: yeah mm-hmm. are we all on the same page that granky's going to be in the hall of fame yes yes
2: i don't think it's going to be first ballot i think that uh i think he has a very nice showing in the first year and, yeah, they'll and go, get some support after a couple of
1: discussions.
0: They'll sift through them a little. Man, mm-hmm. I, they'll sift through them a little, but
1: I'm more, I'm a little more optimistic. I, I haven't ruled out first ballot, but I'm glad we're on the p- same page as going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I
2: think I think it might take a couple of tries.
1: I think he, I think he has a strong,
2: like, high fifties, low sixties debut. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I would say, yeah, I've got him. I'm taking the over on 50%. I'm
2: well over. Mm. You also have to consider that by the time he retires and then waits the five years, his class, that, uh, you're well, you're going to have younger thinkers Writers. with, with ballots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, he's good. And, to and the class is
1: going to have a lot to do with that. Yeah. I think yeah. he's got peak in bulk. He'll be oh. good.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you, you fucking getting me off. Oh my God. <laughs> Peak and bulk. (laughs) Oh, Jay. I love it when you're talking nugs. He's got peak (laughs) and bulk.
2: (laughs) Mm. Making my Mm. mouth
1: water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any other news and notes? Shout out Dexter Fowler. Dexter Mm -hmm. Fowler. World Series champ. Yeah. One of a hundred, you know, we take this stuff for granted, but 125, one of 104 players in baseball history, Major League Baseball history with 125 steals and 125 homers and a 350 on base percentage. So he did a lot of stuff in his time. He got on base. He stole bags. He had some pop. Then obviously awesome for the 2016 Cubs. That's it. A homer in the World Series. Two homers in the World Series. His on base numbers in Colorado were otherworldly. Special.
2: Yeah. Big Dexter Fowler guy. Um, Okay, is, is it time? It's the moment we've all been
0: waiting for.
2: Yeah. Okay. The Angels Mount Rushmore. And I feel like there's been a lot of these that we've done where the first two or three were just like, all right, boom, boom, boom. Like, that's a guarantee. Like, we don't even have to discuss this. This is just a formality. With the Angels. It's hard. Is there's like one, like Mike Chout, Okay, yes, Mike Trout. You are a, a guarantee. You can come through. You're in the club. After that, it uh, maybe there's a guaranteed second, but I don't even the guaranteed second that you guys are thinking of is not even is
1: not even on mine. Not even what? Not even on this list for me? Really? I. Mm-hmm. I do think it's hard. I do think it's a hard list. It's a... You know, you don't have many Hall of Famers um, really on this list. You have even fewer that went in with Angels caps. As
0: Angels.
1: Yeah, it's... Which makes you feel like you're almost married to those guys because, well, if they're Hall of Famers... Well, be an you need to balance that with you know are you valuing peak because this team has certainly had some players put up some incredible four and five year six year runs with the team uh winning MVPs, stuff like that or are you valuing kind of that lifelong angel who spent 15 16 seasons with the club and is kind of identified you know entirely with that team it's kind of you know you don't have to pick a path but Uh, And then there's basically nothing to speak of on the pitching side. Like you're not getting a lot of help from the pitching greats, you know, the greatest pitcher of all time in franchise history or whatever, or the greatest pitcher that pitched for this franchise is Is a guy who went into into the hall of fame as another team and had his best years with a a, a team that's different than even that team um, in Nolan Ryan. So that's kind (laughs) of tough. Um, But, all right, so we're all on the That's same page. That's crazy to think uh, about, right? Yeah. Uh I think I I think I've decided on my four. I'm comfortable with it. Ooh. Okay. Would you like to start? <laughs> no, you guys start. Why don't we just
2: uh, did you put yours in in a specific order? No, but um I've got track Why don't we just go 1 and 1 1 1? We'll just we'll just go. Well, we okay.
0: all well, really we, we only have, have we three all have to talk about. about, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So Jay. Hey, you're you're second. Uh, I did put Shohei on. I did as well. (laughs) Oh, shit.
1: Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think really if you are, I think if you are the the single highest wattage star in the sport, I think if you transcend what was previously known as the standards for greatness in the sport, um, if you do things (laughs) that we've never seen on the field and and not only that, but he's got He's got the accolades already. I mean, he won an MVP. He spent, he did one season where he finished fourth in the Cy Young and second in the MVP. Um, I think the peak just, is so outstanding that it, it fits on this list. I, I leaned peak. That was ultimately my, Ugh. the way I went uh, with these other spots or two of the three other spots. But Shohei's on my list for sure.
0: Wow. I, did, I didn't have either one of you. I didn't have either one of you go Shohei. I felt like you were just gonna for out of spite just pick somebody else. Might be a tough I love how Dallas is like the, if we look the back
2: in Shohei. Year. But I think it's I think it's I think it's a if you if you leave Shohei off, because let's just say hypothetically, <clears throat> which is a likely scenario, Shohei's last year with the Angels, or his last half season with the Angels, is in twenty twenty three. because of the Peak, even if it is a three-year peak, uh, it's it's enough. Yeah, based on what he did. Versus, in addition to based on what other guys have done
1: in that sure. uniform. So Dallas, you didn't have him.
2: No, I
0: mean, I would, I would throw Shohei up there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I just, I He's, was, yeah.
1: You weren't expecting our I mean, support.
0: Was not expecting your support. I mean, I could feel you kind of laying the groundwork for it. Uh, yeah. but. I I didn't yeah I didn't think that it was just going to be a, a readily like yep boom done, all right boom done
1: all right so generally on the same page with Otani. I mean it's the same theme with my next pick. Same same rationale sure. basically. Uh, he didn't transform the game, but in terms of his peak, I put Vlad. Oh, but it was yeah it was a lot of fun.
2: It was a I, lot was of for fun. MVP.
1: And I think the MVP is one thing. The fact that um. You know, he was it wasn't just one year as an MVP. He was an MVP candidate for a large chunk of his time with the Angels, even if, you know, I know a lot of stats people would argue that his very best seasons actually came with the Expos. That's fine. I don't he can be on the Expos Mount Rushmore, too. But um, he finished he got MVP, MVP votes in five straight seasons, finished in the top three, three different times. Uh, with the team and i think the one the part that put it over the top for me and really made me comfortable with vlad is the fact that he went in with an angel sat into the hall of fame um Mm -hmm. and i believe he was the first person to do that if i'm not mistaken and that to me means something when we're talking about fake mount rushmore's um if he's going to rep the angels in the hall of fame and was an mvp while he was there then he that's good enough for me
0: yeah i uh i have a special place in my heart for vlad i think you guys kind of understand that just you know competing against the dude and watching him you know in awe but uh highlights of this dude anytime we roll into town like you just he was just smack dab in the middle of everything going on and just such a uh <laughs> such a difficult dude to game plan for um and that's even with below average shit could you imagine guys with really good shit that were still having a tough time getting this guy out um hmm. i actually just did a thing at <clears throat>, psa uh card grading company and i got a vlad guerrero card auto i i had that graded and it was again just out of this vein like because i have a lot of respect for the dude i was i was awestruck by his physical attributes and his ability to perform. Um I also own the distinction of being able to walk Vladimir Guerrero, believe that or not. Mm. I threw pitches where even Vlad was like, no, I can't I can't swing at that, dude. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so uh but I got I got that card graded But yeah, Vlad for me. Oh, you went Vlad as well? I did go Vlad as well.
2: Okay. Uh, I did not go Vlad. Uh love Vlad, huge fan. Um but I instead went Garrett Anderson. And Garrett Anderson. Yes. So, not a story, just more of a a note. Um Garrett Anderson, my dad's favorite baseball player when I was a kid. Like he when we would go to Fenway and we would watch the Angels when they were in town, my dad would talk about Garrett Anderson on tv and when we were watching him like this dude was like fucking ken griffey jr like he was that <laughs> dude for my uh, he, I, he loved everything about his game so maybe it's just all of that being beaten into my brain as a young child that garrett anderson is that dude but as a guy like i, I needed a representative from the o2 world series team
0: Aww. This is so uh, nice. A little soggy moment It's my, my daddy's favorite player. I, I remember it now. Jerry, right? it was with Sharon Bowl's a child. Three childer. time
2: All-Star. All-star game MVP. Uh, played from 94 to 08. So he's he's got the longevity. I feel like a lot of the picks beside from Mike Trout uh are got like, any other candidates would have been like, yeah, like I associate them with the Angels, but they played for so many other teams. Or like they played for a different team longer than they played for the angels. So I don't know. I, no, I, Jared, I, I,
1: I, I like the fact that he played that many years, sir. I support this hundred percent. Garrett Anderson was my fourth pick. He just was, I just didn't put him in that order. So I'm, and for me, it was, I, I leaned peak for those other spots, but as a tiebreaker with that fourth spot, like he's the, he's the franchise leader in basically every stat that measures productive longevity. Like, Games played at bats, played appearances, hits, RBI, total bases. Like he leads in the, maybe Mike Trout will pass him eventually, but he leads and that has value to me. And I also think that I like the O2 World Series. I do think you need a a member from that team. Um, And I think that he is, I don't know many Angels fans, but if I had to guess and speak for them, I think Garrett Anderson is one of the people who is most fondly remembered and remains kind of in the good graces of angels lore and would make a a franchise mount rushmore complete so i'm with you that's my 4 so i'm 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 all out
0: uh my 4th is someone who wait who
2: did, oh never mind you went wait okay yeah your 3rd was vlad yeah. right yeah okay yeah uh
0: my 4th is an individual who played their entire career with the angels that matters to me. I love that. I appreciate that. Uh you guys know how important it is to me that I played my entire the entire a long, illustrious career that I had all with the same organization. Yep. Not many people can say that. Um Tim Salmon.
2: Yeah. It's a good pick. Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon had to get picked. It well, came it just, down it, to him for Anderson. me.
1: Yeah.
0: Well right and, and and I and and you know Jay you, you said something that I like about uh, The Garrett Anderson, like, you just you you got to have like this is a this is a Mount Rushmore guy. And and yeah. he absolutely is. He absolutely is. And, and if I'm being honest, probably the only thing that separates him and Tim Salmon for me is the fact that Tim Salmon was the dude who played his entire career with yeah. the team. Other than that, there's no reason to have uh Garrett Anderson not. On your Mount Rushmore. So for me, Tim Salmon and Jay, you said it. I needed a World Series winner. He's got that. Talking about the rookie of the year uh, all the way back in 93. um, Had a nice little run where he was receiving MVP votes. So Tim Salmon, definitely a face for me on the Mount Rushmore of the Angels. I could arguably go with four non-players that deserve to be on this Mount Rushmore very quickly. Gene Autry, the singing cowboy who brought the Halos there. He's number 1. Uh how about the rock formation? The uh <clears throat> the rocks in the outfield if you will? Huh? Those things those things bring people from miles around. Put asses in the seats. That's right. The rocks in the outfield. Um You guys remember the little rally monkey? I knew you were huh? going to do that. Yep. The yep. rally monkey? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that little motherfucker Oh, I could tell you, oh two, I wanted to fucking strangle that little son of a bitch. Um but yeah, the rally monkey, he's gonna live in the hearts of Halo's fans forever. And then uh the entry, the the song before they play every game.
2: You're missing one. <clears throat> what did I miss? My fourth, which was Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Danny Glover is it. my
2: number four <laughs> Angels Mount Rushmore. You may remember him as George Knox. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I feel like more people will just be like, yeah, that time Danny Glover was an Angels in the outfield.
0: What uh what's the what's fucking uh <laughs> what's the name of the pitcher? Tony Danza. What what's the name of Tony Danza? Tony Danza character in that fucking
2: <laughs> Mel,
0: Mel, right? Mel yeah, something. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Yeah, but I've got uh, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Garrett Anderson, and Danny Glover. Mel Clark. Mel Clark, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mel Clark, just, <laughs> just. <laughs> I always... can't believe in, like the the second that you said, uh, because you you you're Mount Rushmore. You didn't even put any guys in that weren't actual Angels. You said that you said that you were gonna have some. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, we definitely we both have someone at least from the Angels in the outfield movie. No. Oh,
0: well, no, I wanted to give didn't I didn't mean, even get
2: an honorable mention.
0: No, I wanted to give a a correct Mount Rushmore. I I might the second one that I rattled off, yeah, it was just a But no, I was thinking honestly because I just kept I had the I couldn't think of his name. I have the image of him just always with this fucking elbow in the ice in the ice bath, Mel Clark. Wait, how's it coming along, Mel? How you doing? <laughs> Chaddy, uh, this song always gets me emotional. Opening day, <laughs> and he's like, "I got sunscreen in my eye."
2: <laughs> Great flick. Next week, uh, Jay, hey, who we got? Yeah.
1: That's a good question. Um, so we're back to the NL.
2: Should we? Should we? By the way, should we get a guest just for shits and gigs? We can get a guest.
0: We want. To like, talk I to? feel
2: like we should. Uh, I don't want a player. I want like. I don't know I want like a media um, personality how Can we get we, Eduardo Perez <clears throat> yeah we can get Eduardo you want me to call I'll Eduardo yeah call him you guys never yeah call his ass me or Jay I can call
0: um yeah we get Eduardo uh I'll tell you what <clears throat> I do want to take a small moment of time to shout out my boy Johnny Dosco who a uh, longtime minor league radio announcer 30 years bro 30 years been grinding away in the bus leagues. Uh longtime River Cat announcer. He was there when I was an A's player, he was there when the Giants moved into the River Cats ballpark in Sacramento. Johnny Dosco is coming to the fucking big leagues, baby. Dosky will be a part of the A's broadcast. Uh he'll serve as a radio guy. He's going to do some TV stuff as well, but uh, just wanted to quickly shout out my man Johnny Dosco who has incredible, legendary stories, Jared. Absolutely legendary stories. So uh, that's Great always part. an option as well. But uh, Jay, hey, I know, I know you, uh, you wanted to bring the attention to something as well before we took off.
1: Yeah, uh, just rest in peace, John Adams, the, you know, the man behind the drum at uh, once Jacobs Field, now Progressive Field. Um, you know, uh, I know that will probably only mean something to Uh, The Cleveland fans, but you know, he was part of the fabric of Cleveland baseball for decades, and you know, there is uh, there there is something that will not be the same, um, and hasn't been the same um, since he stopped doing it. But you know, quite a run, and it's you know part of what makes baseball unique and fun. You know,
0: yes, and I think like I think every organization to an extent has like a super fan or super fans that are readily recognizable by other fans who, who just, you know, you, you just know these are diehards. These are, and, uh, those folks create the environment. Those folks allow the game to take on a, a different feel at times when maybe what you're seeing on the field isn't so exciting, or maybe they're adding two the incredible excitement that's unfolding on the field because they're beating the literal drum of your franchise for your franchise and how fucking juiced Do you get when that happens? Like you've been there, Jared, people are losing their shit in Fenway. I mean, I I don't, you know, I don't know if the, if the camera pans up to you sitting in your fucking ritzy seat in the Lexus lounge or whatever the fuck you call that, because you've just completely turned your back on the, on the rest of the blue collar folks who, who live and die with their team (laughs) while you're enjoying prime rib and the kids are fucking starving. Maybe, (laughs) maybe that camera shoots to you and your excitement Mm -hmm. gets those Fenway faithful who actually care about their team going, you know, Uh, and and that just uh, uh, permeates throughout baseball. So guys like John, like that, that matters. They matter.
2: Yeah. Yep. I think he missed like 45 games total in like however many years, like for decades of yeah, decades of Cleveland baseball. He missed like 45 home games. Some crazy like that. (sighs) Ah, All shout right. out! Uh-oh. Shout
1: out Chuck Finley! Shout out uh, John Lackey! Shout out my man Weave! Yeah.
2: yeah, Weave. Weave would have been a nice pick, uh, but yeah, obviously you don't sad. give a shit about your friends.
0: Um, <laughs> I got Matt. I got Matt. I was trying to. I was telling you guys before, like watching. Watching Vlad competing against him, watching Weave, like you took the ball, knowing that that big fucker's on the mound for those guys, you're just like, fuck, man, really? Yeah. Like, okay, there's got to be shutout shit here. Or it was just 95 coming at you from fucking left field. Not fun.
1: K-Log. Mark Langston.
0: Yeah, the dirty lastie.
1: Half a decade straight of gold gloves. That's not bad. Mm.
0: Mike, winning- Mike Sosa winning
1: Mike Sosa winning as manager. Guy. Franchise
2: history, yeah. Mike Sosha, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought for sure that Mike Socha was going to end up on one of yours. I got love for Socha, but I, 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 you know, the the players of those teams. I almost, I almost, uh, I almost went Joe Madden, <laughs> <laughs> just for the Mohawk. Joe Madden. I was going to say Joe Madden, pre Mohawk or Joe Madden
0: Mohawk. Remember. Like if
2: you're if, uh, Mount Rushmore is a physical thing that exists. So I, if I want to look up at that thing and see Angel's greatness and legendary status, Joe Madden with the Mohawk, which should be represented. But
0: in some we way. don't know what that bow looks like other than
1: that. We don't, and that's why, that's why ultimately I didn't land there. Fair. Uh, <laughs> in regards to the next Mount Rushmore, I'd like to try and keep the variety, you know, bounce around, not only bounce around leagues, but bounce, not, not do the same division back-to-back, you know, too. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I'm thinking thinking it's time for the nats expos oh okay because we're getting down to it i mean there are not there are some left but we're kind of down to like i think there are like 10 left something like that 10 11 left um so there's not uh we didn't do the Nats before. what's that no no we did the the Walter Johnson thing that you're thinking about, I think, was with the Minnesota Twins, remember, because they used to be the Washington Senators. Okay. And that's how we got into the to the conversation okay. there. But okay. this would just be the Nats and the Montreal Expos gotcha. version, not the okay. Washington Senate. Yeah. So. so Vlad Cakes,
0: Zimmerman, and then that, who's yeah,
1: the too? Yep. Time okay. will Javier Vasquez. Uh fucking Dennis Martinez. Jose Vidro. Dennis, give me the fucking El Presidente,
0: baby. Let's go. Mar- Marquis. Ron Hasse. Ron Assey. Marquis Chrisom. Fucking. Uh, uh, senior Flo Busset.
1: Dude, they were, so, they were so good. Wow. 1994 World Series winners.
0: They're not a shit. Fucking we'll, Walker, I mean. We'll talk about him. All right.
1: Have yourself a day